0: Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. As always on Tuesdays, we are joined by the Prince of Twitter, the <laughs> Regent of Redstate.com. There he is his his his, uh, his majesty's smiling face itself, Andrew Malcolm, <laughs> at AH on Twitter.
1: <laughs> All these years and I I just I have to chuckle. I love it, but I have to chuckle over Prince of Twitter. Uh, people on Twitter have actually called me that uh, because of you.
0: <laughs> I'm an influencer, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's you right. Got, That's right. You got bald heads and golf shirts all over America just because of me. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, you're so sure. funny.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, we like to talk a little bit about uh, media and these things and uh, and elections and uh, international affairs. We're going to get to all of those things because um, you've got a couple of great uh, uh, posts up over at redstate.com in the VIP section. We're going to whet your appetites, folks, for uh, Red State's VIP section by talking a little bit about Andrew's comments. But I want to start with the media because this weekend, you know, I, I try to take the weekends off now, Andrew. I really do. I mean, I try- try to take the weekends off um uh, just to maintain some semblance of sanity yeah but i did see this from npr i think i saw it on saturday and (laughs) just uh i mean this was sort of the stunning thing about uh, about you know transgender competition in sports and this is a big this is a big topic we write about it a lot you know the whole leah thomas thing and 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 you know we talk about how it really is sort of nihilistic uh, to women in sports because it's basically squeezing women out of competition um because biologically speaking there's a significant difference between men and women when it comes to sports and we used to know that it wasn't even in dispute right <laughs> I wonder, you know, I know I'm old enough. I know you're old enough. I'm wondering how many of our viewers are old enough to remember the big controversy over the East German women's Olympic team. Yeah, (laughs) came out looking like slightly smaller versions of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was it 1976, 1980, or 1984? And you know, years later, it came out. Yeah, they'd been injecting these women up with testosterone. But it wasn't because they wanted the women competing against men. It was because they wanted to give the women an advantage against other women in, in sports. <laughs> I, I guess their Olympic motto was better living through chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it had to be before 1984's Olympics and I'll tell you why. Um, because 1984 was the year that Top Secret came out. The movie Top Secret with Val Kilmer, which is hilarious. It was made by the same guys that made Airplane, right? The the Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams. And um, near the beginning, it was set in East Germany, right? It's supposed to be this East Germany where the Nazis are coming back and stuff like that. It's, it's a hilarious movie. It's a send-up of all sorts of war movies and stuff like that. It's great. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. Um, but near the beginning of the movie, they 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 have the East German women's team come out onto a podium, and it is all men, um, male bodybuilders with, with women's w- women's wigs on marching up to the podium. <laughs> that used to be a joke. Unfortunately, these days it's, it's not anymore. Anyway, NPR writes up this post about the fact that, uh, I think it's the, um, World Athletics Council, which is based in Europe has decided that they're going to temporarily put a moratorium on allowing transgenders To compete in women's competitions this is men supposedly transgendering into women um because of the unfair competitive advantage that they have as biological males do you think yeah this is npr's tweet and their headline about this right the international governing body governing body for track and field will ban trans women athletes from elite women's competitions setting a priority for fairness over inclusion despite limited scientific research involving elite trans athletes. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you don't need elite trans athletes. You don't need to scientifically determine where elite trans athletes land. All you have to do is look at about a century's worth of data of world records and competitions in the same sports between men and between women to determine this, I mean it really it doesn't you know a, a, a andrew you know i'm'm I'm, I'm doing most of the talking here. I really should let you get no no head. no i I just it's so enjoyable. don't stop, but you know, as we were discussing right before we started recording this this I, I said this is sort of like a uh who are you gonna believe um me or your lying eyes approach to news reporting <laughs> because i, I I mean it's not just demonstrable <laughs> <biological>. scientific evidence. <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> well, there's no evidence before 1800 Ed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, something must have happened in 1800. Maybe it was maybe it's the fluoride in the water. That's always good for a that's always good for a um a conspiracy theory or two, right? Fluoride in the yeah. water. But I you know the very fact that we have men's and women's competitions is because there's a biological difference between males and females and that males are stronger. They have more stamina, you know, adult males I'm talking about. You know, if you're talking about prepubescent children, you can probably put them in competition with each other and they'll probably compete fairly, you know, fairly equally. In fact, that depending on when you hit it, uh, the girls might outperform the boys at, at certain points, but once they both hit puberty... <laughs> there becomes a very large difference between uh, men's and women's athletic capabilities and it's not just you know this isn't just you know it's a religious talk i mean this is this is basic human biology it's so basic that it's it, not
1: anecdotal I mean, yeah it's not anecdotal
0: <laughs> no i mean it's uh, so I, so npr tried to correct this today and said, uh, correction, an earlier tweet incorrectly stated that there is limited scientific ev- evidence of physical advantage. Existing research shows that higher levels of testosterone do impact athletic performance. Well, it's more than just the elevated levels of testosterone, first off. Uh, but and then they add, but there's limited research involving elite trans athletes in competition. <laughs> well, that's because, A, we haven't been letting them do it for very long, and B, To the extent that they've been doing it, they have been crowding women out of these competitions because you've got second-rate male athletes who are scoring records, and I use this term (laughs) in in women's competition. Leah Thomas is just one example of this. I I don't beat up on Leah Thomas all day long, but there's just one example of this. This is a guy who was swimming for the men's team and wasn't cutting it decided that he was a transgender and decided and started competing against the women and started breaking all the records in the conference, started winning everything, but by, by by several lengths. And, and the women in these competitions were being pressured to say nothing. Even when Leah Thomas was dangling his genitalia in the dressing room that they insisted that he had act. He needed to have access to the women's dressing room and he was just letting it all hang out and uh, you know i mean it's, it's this is
1: this is like the airplane movie it's just it's and and the thing is it's real you know i mean it, it's it's beyond
0: belief it it really is beyond belief i wish it was i wish that this was satire it really should be satire it used to be satire when they did top <laughs> secret with satire <laughs>
1: Well, wasn't there a the uh, Red State had a story yesterday that uh, uh, be careful uh, of your parodies or your your satire because there were a hundred Babylon B stories that it actually happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what you know today's Babylon Bee t- is tomorrow's actual headline. Um, and by the way, the, the the tweet that I read off was actually the rewrite of the of their original tweet. Their original tweet was uh, citing a priority for fairness over inclusion, despite limited scientific evidence of physical advantage. Now that was their original tweet, which I believe that they deleted. Yep. They deleted it. Twitchy has it. God bless Twitchy. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but the, um, uh, yeah, the, (laughs) the, the, the idea that there's, that you can just simply declare yourself a woman and therefore you are you are it unlocks the women's category for competition is absurd i mean it is sort of this unreal thing i mean it wasn't just top secret in life of brian the movie life of brian monty python oh, wasn't that the argument in the stands
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the argument in the stands over whether reggie could have a baby well you no he have- can't he can't but we We're going to protest for his right to want to have a baby.
0: Right. (laughs) You don't have a womb, Richie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was satire 50 years or 40, was it 43 years ago? That was satire. 44 years ago, that was satire. And now, (laughs) I know. so So, I mean, we can talk about all of the different people who are involved in this, but NPR is supposed to be a news agency, right? To write that there's limited scientific evidence of physical advantage is nonsense.
1: How did they get get through editors? Well, maybe on the weekend they had the B team.
0: Well, actually this was posted on Friday. I didn't see it until Saturday, but it, it was posted on Friday. And so, I mean, because it, it, it's, it's dated March 24th I because it's been deleted I can't see what time it was posted but <laughs> I'm gonna guess in the afternoon or the evening yeah yeah <laughs> the, right yeah. Yeah. When, when was
1: the a team left early for the weekend like like Joe Biden <clears throat>
0: oh my gosh I mean um <laughs> I mean I don't even know what to say to this I so I just took a lit, look at the. um you know track and field is the is what they were looking at. So I took a look at the um, um, the track and field results from last year's world championships, right, which is um, uh, the 2022 world, and track, world track and field championships, and compared the men's and women's numbers. I mean, and it's as simple as this. you can do this with any sort of competition where men and women are competing at the same event, but separately, right? So the hundred meter uh, dash. I call it the sprint. I probably should change it to dash. 100 meter dash. Florence Griffith Joyner set the world's record in 1988, right? Which was for women, which is 10.49 seconds. That wouldn't have even finished eighth in the men's race. <laughs> <laughs> and just that year, it wouldn't have even finished in the top, in, in, the, in the finals. She wouldn't have gotten into the finals in the men's category with that number. And that's her fastest race ever. That's the best she ever ran. Right, at least in their competition, right? Um, you know, the shot put. Um, the shot put the winner in the women's thing, Chase Ely, uh, uh, you know, put her shot. I don't know what threw her shot, slung her shot. Yeah. Put put her shot, right? Uh 20.49 meters, which is, you know, probably about 18.49 meters than <laughs> than I could do. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's 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 a that's a pretty decent that's pretty impressive. Um, the last place finisher among men in the finals was twenty point nine three meters. Right, <laughs> So half a meter. The last place finisher in the fi- in the men's finals was half a meter longer than Chase Ely's thing. And you can, you can go through this over and over and over again, and you find out that adult men outperform women in speed, stamina, because I the, I got marathon numbers in there as well, uh, strength. Because they have a biological advantage, nature has built them has built a biological advantage for these things into men now that doesn't mean that women's sports is somehow useless in fact, I think it's extremely it's just as useful as men's sports as long as you let the women compete against other women <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah exactly you know i I found um with
1: um, uh, in my family that we had three boys and one girl that uh, it was important uh, for them to participate in sports. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it just in terms of personal development, uh, because uh, they get the self-confidence, they get the sharing, they get losing, which often happens in life. Yes. Uh, hand, handling losses, which I didn't do that well in high school. They get all kinds of experiences that they never would get in the classroom. And I tell the, often tell the story about my, uh, my three boys, and we had a rule that they always had to be in sports. something. I don't care what it was, they had to be doing something. One semester in high school, I allowed one of the boys to not have a sport because he'd been doing it very intensely. And um, he asked for uh, a quarter off. His grades fell in that in that one semester so you know it's it, being busy is good right uh, and also keeps you from getting involved in trouble that idle hands find so uh, i'm i'm delighted that there's uh women's and girls sports uh my granddaughters are in them and participating actively uh in some cases more than the grandson so uh, it's, it's wonderful, but yeah. Right. But it has to be equal. Comm- this is like the emperor has no clothes on and the little kid goes, wait, he doesn't have any clothes on. Right. Or, shh, 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 shh. No, you can't say that. Why not? You know, I just, it's uh and I, I don't think it's just because I'm old it's because there's common sense involved in this.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the position that women athletes are, are being put in now is yeah. trying to say that, 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 they're, you know, that they're <laughs> the, these guys don't have any clothes on, so to speak, as women. They're not women. Yeah. They belong in women's competition because they're not women, they're men. And you've got all sorts of people, apparently including NPR now <laughs> to shut Jeez. the hell up and, and get on board with, you know, what they see as fairness. And, and but, this is, yeah, go ahead. But, but you don't have a womb, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have a womb. <laughs> <laughs> um and there is there is a sort of air of unreality that, that attends all of this, right? Yes. I mean it really is. The air of unreality is, is unmistakable about this because People are being asked to deny what is very clearly, obviously and objectively true, which is that biological males have advantages over females when it comes to competition. And you'll hear, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, uh, Serena could have could have beaten most of the men on the on the um, tennis circuit, which is actually not true. (laughs) And people will tell you that as good as Serena was, Serena Williams is still is. I mean, I think she's retired now, but I mean very powerful she competed against women and rose to very quickly to the top and stayed there uh, Venus her sister uh, was almost equally as good um, it's because that they were competing against other women if they had competed with men of the roughly the same age and you know status within the sport they would have gotten they would have gotten their clocks cleaned and I, I remember this was a big debate about five years ago somebody actually made the horrific sin of actually verbalizing what's very clearly true right is that um, if if they were forced to compete against um, against men they wouldn't have been nearly as successful and you know all of a sudden it's oh well you know it's misogyny and the reason why is because somebody said that Serena Williams was the greatest tennis player of all time regardless of gender which was it's not true she's the most successful uh, women's player and i would i'd say that's true so i remember when this was being argued and people were talking about do you remember the um remember that match between uh billy jean king and um yeah yeah bobby riggs and they said well you know billy jean king beat, beat bobby riggs well yeah bobby riggs was about 20 years older than <laughs> Billie Jean King was at the time and and he had just gotten beat he had just got done beating margaret court prior to that which is the reason why billy jean king challenged him or, or he challenged her, and she decided to accept it because he was, yeah, was yeah, he's you know he was a pot. It's spirit. showbiz. It's showbiz. It was showbiz, and Billie Jean King was really annoyed by it. But she was smart. She, she, you know, ran him off the court basically. She made him run all over the place, and he was too old to do that. I think he was like fifty-five years old at the time, and she was in her twenties. And I mean. You know, 55-year-old guys, they tend to tire out. And some of them are in better shape than others. But Bobby Riggs, I don't think, was really one of those guys in terms, of, in terms yeah. of athletes. And she tired him out, which is smart. And she beat him, which is fine. But he still had biological advantages that were built into that. She overcame them. But that doesn't mean that women who are stacked up against men of the same competitive age and, um, and status and dedication can compete. Against them and we recognize that it's the reason why we have the LPGA, it's the reason why we have the Women's Tennis Association, it's the reason why track and field has separate categories for men and women. Is that Uh,
1: the reason because you don't have a female partner here because she talked me off the stage?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I asked and nobody would take me up on it. Um well, I'm I, no comment on that one, Andrew. No comment on that one. But yeah. maybe I'm just we're talking about flags, right? We're not talking about you know dignity of person. We're not talking about intelligence. I mean, oh just, no, nothing. It's just, just sports, physical. There are physical biological advantages for for men when it comes to uh, sport competition. Um. So, I mean, so your whole, post your post will be up by the time this one is. Uh, yeah, I had to bet. <laughs> let's talk about your stuff because your stuff is more fun. Um, but I I I wanted to point out that thing with NPR. Yeah, um that's a good one. All right. So let's get into um your your VIP column. We'll get into Malcolm on the right too. But your VIP column this week is media find Joe Biden in fine shape for a 24 run. Trump, on the other hand, dot dot dot. Now, Trump was out in my neck of the woods. Yes. Uh and um I'm happy to say that I avoided that <laughs> first off, cause it was the weekend. I had other things going on. Um, Saturday in particular was extremely busy for me, but, um, I mean, I'm familiar with that area where he was at. It's outside of town. It's the, the airport is, is a ways outside of town, not, not hugely far, but a ways outside of town. And <laughs> there's like two roads to get in and out of that place <laughs> and that's it. And they're not, yeah. Big, massive freeways. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, OK, you're going to it's a nightmare. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to need to leave at eight o'clock in the morning just to get into that place, probably or nine o'clock in the morning, because uh, I think the rally started at two. Trump didn't show up until later, but yeah. I think the rally started, at two. Yeah,
1: he usually has like uh, keynote, several keynote speakers.
0: Yeah, Ted Nugent, I think, kicked it off. I was I was following it on Twitter to the extent that I could, uh, but it would probably take until about nine o'clock at night to get out of there. After it, because they had, I would say, a few thousand people out there.
1: It's well, Pretty- a zoo. No, those things are zoos. Yeah, and and y- y- you have to go for the experience, and it it can be a powerful experience. <clears throat> uh, that many people in one place with a common interest and a common enthusiasm, and um, a skilled rallier like Trump. Um, it's you know it's, it's not unlike going to a pro football game with everybody on your side liking your team it's right it's um i took my son uh when he was little we went to a cleveland browns game you'll be surprised in buffalo and in the park in the huge parking lot there was it was an exhibition game in the in the parking lot there was uh A van with Cleveland Browns flags. It was all painted orange and brown and everything. So my son just burst away and ran over there and we're high fiving and all that stuff through their common uh, affection for a particular team and colors and what have you. Uh, So that's like that's a good experience. Forget who it is. I don't think there would be the same enthusiasm over um, Joe Biden appearing on stage. but uh, there probably is among Democrats an enthusiasm about being in the present in the presence of a president. Um, so yeah, it, it, that seems to be what Trump has going for him. Um, the polls show he's still uh, pretty strong. Uh, Joe Biden, he's got so many problems. And one of the points of, of the column on Sunday was uh the steady delays in him announcing his candidacy, and he's been very careful and uh that uh, to say that it's his intent to run right um that's just that's just
0: FEC, that's just you know I mean f e c
1: yeah no he' yeah, have he certain and that's what yeah, was one of the puzzling anything. things about Trump announcing last fall was that there are certain rules that come into play about what you can do with your money and how you can get it. Uh, and that limited him. Um, well, it's historically soon for announcing a candidacy. Right. Um, so there are some reasons for that, but I am i was speculating that uh, Biden uh, may be stretching this out. It's hurting his party. I don't know that um, you, you said here on this show that uh, you don't think he really will run in the end, and I'm I'm coming around to thinking that uh, uh, they go, go right off into the sunset with great honors for all of his legislative achievements. I don't know how you how you craft that given his mental frailty. Uh, yeah, and yeah. It's all, almost every event he's 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 pulling this off. Did you see what he last week? He was uh, talking about his wife in this talking to women's groups talking about his wife leaving notes on his mirror in the morning <laughs> and and one of them said stop trying to make me love you
0: uh
1: what what yeah i mean it's, it's first of all if it's true which a lot of what biden says are not true right, right, but yeah. if it's true why say it i mean what's I know he's older and he's lost a filter uh, that that some men do uh, at that age, uh, but, geez, uh, to share something like that is just, you, know, you cringe, that's what you do, you wince, i say, oh, wow. Um, and she seems to be all in it, or says she is, all in it for him to run, but uh I don't know you said you had, you saw a poll that uh, they don't know what else to run so they may be just they may be stuck with him because there's no one else realistically who could uh be a viable candidate that Kamala wouldn't work
0: yeah you know i, I mean this is this Monmouth poll is kind of interesting because it sort of backs up your premise 44% of democrats surveyed by Monmouth would prefer somebody else other than Joe Biden to run only 25% would prefer Joe Biden over somebody else. But they don't have any idea of who that somebody else would be. <laughs> anybody else. Yeah, Don't know. I mean, they were asked, right? Yeah. 51% of the people who said that they wanted somebody else to run, 51% said they didn't know. <laughs> They're apparently, they just anybody else. <laughs> Uh, And then then it gets broken down. Kamala Harris, 13%. Pete Buttigieg, 6%. Sanders can't even imagine that. 6%. Elizabeth Warren, 4%. Who's by the way, she's announced that she's running for uh, another term in the Senate. Um, Gavin Newsom, 3%. So Gavin Newsom's coming in below Buttigieg. I'm I'm not sure that Gavin Newsom is the backup plan here either. And then there's a, a few others at 1%, um, you know, which is basically statistical noise. Um, so he's <laughs> not generating a lot of enthusiasm among Democrats. I think the only person who can generate enthusiasm among Democrats is Donald Trump, right? He yeah. also generates it among Republicans. I mean, again, I, I heard some people or, or I saw some people on social media saying, oh, well, if you take the wider shots of this crowd in Waco, uh, at the Waco airport, um you know it, it's not as impressive well first off they're taking wider shots of a very large area right yeah. uh, so i don't mind the larger shots to get a better context of the crowd but let's also get a better context of the venue it's very large it's very open out there there's nothing out there so you can point a camera well, you can yeah
1: and people should. can, can go you see know anything. c-span.org they have all this stuff yeah. archived from 1986, right. so you can go and see it.
0: Yeah, but also, you know, Waco's not a very big place, right? I think there's 150,000 people tops in Waco itself. It's got a few suburbs. So you can maybe up to about 200,000. Um, so if you get a couple thousand people out there, you know, <laughs> that's that's you know one percent of the overall population showing up for a rally, which you know, <laughs> you know. I guess if you wanted to play the equivalency game, if you were in um, Los Angeles, it'd be the equivalent of having a million people show up. Um, well, that'd be 10%, excuse me, but it'd be a hundred thousand people showing up. That's the correct, um, that's the correct math. You know, if it was New York, it'd be, you know, 90,000 or a hundred thousand people showing in New York city. I mean, 90,000 or a hundred thousand people showing up.
1: Yeah. That's a pretty I decent mean, turnout for, yeah.
0: a, for a town that size. I mean, it's not, that the enthusiasm's not there.
1: No, the enthusiasm is there. There's no doubt about it. Um, I just... Uh, it. I have a feeling, and I could be wrong. I was, I've been wrong many times before, uh, that the
0: enthusiasm has waned somewhat. I don't know how you measure it from one rally, but... Uh, well, you don't. I mean, Trump had rallies going all in 2020, and he didn't win the election. Right, I mean, right, right exactly. And he talk
1: about showing the contrast he's what uh, four four years younger than biden um yeah. and in the closing days of the campaign he was doing three and four major rallies in different states on the same day and right. biden was in the basement knocking off by 10 30 in the morning
0: um you know the cover
1: story was COVID, but uh I don't think he's
0: going to be running, he's he's not going to be running any more energetic of a campaign. And and so, I mean, I think if Republicans don't nominate Trump, they nominate somebody else other than Trump to run against Biden. Biden's really in trouble. Um, But Trump will turn out Democrats. I don't think that DeSantis will turn out Democrats the way Trump will turn out Democrats. I don't think that Glenn Youngkin will turn out Democrats the way that, um, you know, the media is certainly going to try to gin that up. Yeah, sure. But, well, you know, the but, polls before
1: the election in
0: 2020,
1: the polls were showing that 71 percent of Biden voters were voting against Trump. They weren't right. they weren't they weren't on Gaga over Joe Biden. He was um, and he not not the ones above. Right. And. Uh, uh, and. Yeah, well. You know, I guess we were talking earlier about the transgender thing and people looking and saying, well, guy's got junk, but he's a girl. Well, no. And Biden, they asked the reporter last week, asked Biden, what, uh, what about these suspicious activity reports from your own Treasury Department showing million dollars getting distributed among Biden people? And he said it's not true. And then he walks away. Yeah. and And he gets away with it. Well, I mean, there are advantages to having media on your side uh it is true <laughs> it's documented uh and he refuses to address it or he says it didn't happen well it did yeah. so uh this is one of those like you said, who's believe your your lying eyes or or uh, or right.
0: me right exactly. pathetic yeah um. All right, and of course Malcolm on the right. So that's your VIP column. So be sure to check that out, folks. Your Malcolm on the right is also VIP. It's an audio commentary. Uh, Putin photo ops that reveal the wrong things. Um, just briefly, we don't have a whole lot of time. But well,
1: it, you know, we talk about photo ops. Even dictators do photo ops, and uh, Putin went to uh, occupy Ukraine and uh, drove himself in a car with another Russian uh, through uh, Mariupol. Uh, And I guess they cleaned the streets uh, of rubble and bodies, at least the ones that he went on, because they destroyed 22,000 people in the shelling just to destroy civil will. But he was there and and, uh, uh, he he met some people who allegedly had a new apartment because the Russians are so busily rebuilding what they blew up. Uh, and uh, some of the commentators on, on Twitter noted that the crowds behind Putin at all the events were the same ones. (laughs) They, they bust his security agents around the different spots so they, they could be cheering for him in the background. So I was just writing about, uh, photo ops and how awful they are.
0: Well, um, I don't know if you saw this. Did you, did you catch the, uh. Did you catch the Steven Seagal photo op? Do you yeah. remember Steven Seagal was a yeah yeah. Writer? I don't know if you I don't know if you know about this, but he emigrated to Russia several years ago, and now he says he's a million percent Russian and is completely behind Vladimir Putin. So they did a Vladimir Putin Steven Seagal uh, photo op. He's supposedly training uh, Russian forces in martial arts. Uh. um, yeah, yeah, that was.
1: Well I, I I enjoyed the the genuine tension in some of his uh, comic book movies but uh I
0: don't think I'd
1: be taking political advice uh from his political leadership.
0: Yeah, you know, it's uh
1: <laughs> it, they really are and him. this is this is a historic pattern uh that Russians they, they don't care about individual lives as, I mean, this is a historical fact as much as some other societies do. So they just throw people at, at at them. And, uh, and if you're seen to be retreating, um, they shoot you. So uh, uh, thousands of Russians have died um, just being thrown at them. And the idea is to overwhelm them. They did this on the Eastern front against the Germans and eventually, it worked. Uh, Stalin didn't care about uh, X thousands of people. It's one reason why their
0: casualties are so high. Yeah, right? it's it's their World War II doctrine. Yeah. They yeah. Haven't it. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So, well, we're, we've
1: just about reached the end of things here. Do you have? Well, any I jokes? know you have. You've been getting your own jokes. Um, I've got uh, a couple. I don't know
0: how many I've got though, but
1: you, I, you I've go got first. I've got a couple here. Um, Uh, these are all old uh conan o'brien he said on this day in 1876 alexander graham bell patented patented the telephone at the time bell predicted someday my invention will ruin movies for people (laughs) and that was before movies were invented um Finally, um, Conan also is as a main man was convicted of turning a fitness gym into a brothel. Police became suspicious when people signed up for the gym and then actually went there
0: regularly. <laughs> <laughs> that would Do it. Yep. That would definitely do it. All right. I've got some, I've got some, um, I've got some light bulb jokes, courtesy of Reader's Digest, for you today. Got okay, three okay,
1: okay. All right.
0: How many telemarketers does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Only one, but you have to do it while you while you're eating dinner. Yes. <laughs> All right. How many narcissists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, uh well, one. The narcissist holds the light bulb while the rest of the world revolves around him. <laughs> yeah all right um final question how many paranoids does it take to change a light bulb i, I don't know who wants to know <laughs> <laughs> all right those are courtesy of readers digest rd.com and they have some funny- oh
1: i like that one that's i'm gonna use that one that's a good one
0: wants to know <laughs> wants to know yeah. well our vip members want to know so if you get a chance go over to red state and sign up for vip over there or do vip gold so you can get all of the vip stuff at hot air as well and that way you have access to everything that the prince of twitter and the region of red state is doing andrew malcolm you're off next week yes i am see you in two weeks enjoy yes, your indeed.
1: i will i will indeed thank you very much thanks everybody see you later see you later folks
0: Now that the political infighting is over and the sausage is being made in the House, it's time for Republicans to unite with one cause and fight back against Joe Biden and his radical administration. The GOP has promised to investigate Biden family corruption, the border big tech censorship collusion, the origins of COVID, the FBI and intel agencies' attacks on the American people and more, and it's time to hold them to those promises. Here at Hot Air, we won't let up on holding them accountable. We unapologetically fight back against the radical left and squishy rhinos in Congress who fail the people. We bring you the truth and go to war against Biden's woke communist agenda. But we need your help. By becoming a VIP for uh, HotAir.com, you can help us in this battle for our country. Just look at the House Democrats' leader, Hakeem Jeffries. He's another divisive, radical leftist, and his communist Sesame Street speech proves it. If Republicans don't halt the Biden agenda and conservative media fails to hold them accountable, it could mean the end of our great country. Join us in the fight. Become a Hot Air VIP member or a VIP Gold member today and use the promo code Save America to receive a 40% discount on your membership. Stand with us and fight to save America. We will never give up. And thank you very much.